Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and feelings. Do they betray you? Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, Take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, everybody, you're going to help me here. I am working on my 2022 presentation at the International Conference on ADHD. Uh, my topic is really talking through um, executive functions and how some executive functions actually are obstacles to other executive functions like emotions and self-awareness. And so as I've been getting ready for this, I've been peeling back the onion because I thought my presentation was going to be on something, and all of a sudden I stumbled into a little bit of a twist. So I'm doing a little bit of thinking out loud, but I also think I can get you guys to think in on this a little bit. And maybe we can get a little bit of insights because there's this, this one phrase that I'm going to start with. Have you ever noticed that people don't question their feelings? They don't question their feelings. Interesting comment. If they don't question your feelings, then I could my surmise that I'm not so sure you question your feelings. So let's talk about that. When I'm working with people with ADHD, I like to remove the emotions so that we can kind of make observations. And one of the things that I do with them is I try and say, listen, let's sit down. And if you look it up and you read the definitions of emotions, you can begin to see what I'm talking about in there. We, 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 we see emotions as emotions, but I look at an emotion as a reflexive reaction. If you stumble and you're about to fall, reflexively your hands go out. It's a survival mechanism. If you feel threatened with your life, you go to fight, flight, or freeze. It's an automated response. 
you go to the doctor's office, they hit your knee with that hammer, and your knee swings out. That's an automated response. So I like to think of emotions as a reflexive reaction to something. A feeling, I told me this, I think it might have been Dr. Sarah Chayette, no, 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 Dr. Sarah Sleen, is really a, a, a feeling, is a physical manifestation of an emotion. I feel threatened. That's an emotion. You go to fight, flight, or freeze. Feelings are really important in human evolution. When you're in peril, you don't really have a lot of time to think. You've got to act. So we understand why they kind of kick into place. But here's a really important distinction that I think is really, really important. And I'm going to say this. It takes a while for people to understand it. Is when you are in an emotional state based off of a feeling, you don't think. You emote. Think of it like this. You're being threatened with your life. You typically don't even know what – you can't even remember what you know that you're supposed to do. First responders, okay, everybody, no, don't panic, pause. You're trying to in, – in emergency situations, you're trying to stop and bring your thinking brain online so you can begin be analytical. There's a lot of quotes out there that speak to what I'm saying. Fear, forget everything and run. All right? Another quote, thinking is difficult. That's why people judge. Here's this is important. <clears throat> thinking is difficult. That's why people judge. They jump to conclusions. They bypass the thinking process. It's a reflexive reaction. There's another quote. The only exercise that you get is jumping to conclusions every day. If you begin to study this a little bit and you'll hear yourself, I feel, I feel, I feel – what you're doing is you're, you're drawing back on a feeling of the past and bringing it into the present. Packing one time with um, some Boy Scouts on the Appalachian Trail. He used to be a high adventure scoutmaster. One day we saw a venomous snake. It was about 15 feet away. We are safe. It's over there. We could see it like no big deal. Well, the next day I'm walking along, and I'm on the trail, and I'm kind of lagging the boys a little bit. And I'll look down. Ah, ah, I start to freak out. And I'm like, I look down like, wait a second. That's not a snake. It's a stick. It looked like a snake, but it was a stick. What I want to illustrate in that moment is I didn't think. I reacted to it. I reacted to it. So if a feeling is a physical manifestation of an emotion, right, and people feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, sometimes feelings are really good. I feel like that's dangerous. There's certain things in our world like when you're a kid, you put your hand on a hot stove, you get burnt. You're here, I feel like that. There might be danger here. That's, you know, that's, it's a survival mechanism. But sometimes it feels like something, but it's really just a stick. It's not really a snake. This is the topic. The topic today is feelings often betray you when you think about it. Think about it. ADHD is an executive function impairment. Part of executive function is self-regulation. Two things you need to regulate. One is your attention, and other is your emotion. Now, emotions are not in the diagnostic criteria as of this um, podcast. They used to be a part of it 19, before 1970, but they were taken out. I'm confident at some point in time they're going to come back in because most of the major researchers agree that it's there. But if you begin to really think about this, Feelings and emoting is one of those things that are there. So how does this play out? If you've got ADHD, right, 
I've coached many people, many people who are telling me about a situation. It could be a spouse. It could be a parent. It could be a teacher. They're coming to you, honestly, um, in peace. They're concerned. They've, they've got something they're trying to help you with. If it feels Okay, if you feel criticized or feel attacked, it doesn't mean that they are. If it feels like that, you go into a fight, fight, or freeze response, and you automatically fight back. And there are times people come and they they're legitimately criticized. I mean, they're they're there to like to be right and be wrong, and whatever. I'm not. I don't want to take that from anybody. But have you ever have you ever paused and said maybe my feelings are betraying you? And I've had this a lot with people like, hey, this is legitimate. Like, pause and think about it. hope you're starting to kind of get this a little bit because sometimes you've got to question your feelings. Um, another example, if I can find it. This is a fun one. I've had multiple people that have come to me. They want coaching. They feel unproductive. They feel unproductive. And I go, oh, well, what do you mean unproductive? Well, I was unproductive this morning. Oh, let's walk, walk through it. When did you get up? I got up, okay. One guy's story in particular, he got up, um, got on his exercise bike. Guy had been complaining to me for months he wasn't exercising, but he actually kind of got up, exercised, grabbed us a, a bite to eat. All right. <clears throat> he went, answered a couple emails, cleaned the kitchen. He had like 20 minutes because he was supposed to take his son somewhere. So he went back and like cleaned up the bedroom or something like that, grabbed his son, took his son on the air, and they went out for lunch and then came home. As we recounted this thing, there was a couple times he was on his phone on social media for about 10 minutes after we did the recount. What it did is it didn't feel productive to him because if he was productive, he would have done some of his work work, his job work. Well, exercise was a big deal for him. House needed to be a little bit clean. He got to spend some time with his son. By the son, he's as an adult son. He didn't get much with him. As we get back to the evaluation, is actually was very productive for him. But he didn't feel very productive because he didn't get work done, at least what he was judging himself, and he was beating himself up. This happens a lot, a lot. I have people come to me like unproductive, and I'm like, you know, I can coach you. Yeah, maybe we can get 20 minutes more in a day, 20 minutes more in a day. But I can't get you four or five hours. That's one side. <clears throat> Another side, I've had people say, like, I feel like I'm lazy. Really, you feel like you're lazy. I've had people before, like, let's walk through your day. Right? You wake up, you roll over, you grab your phone. You get on your phone. All of a sudden, you're on Reddit, you're on YouTube, you get done, you go in, you grab something, you go in the kitchen, you get back on your phone. Then you go watch the news on TV. Then you go to the bathroom. You're listening to some podcast. Then you get up and you go to work. You get off, you go listen to YouTube, you come home, you watch TV, you make dinner, and all of a sudden you entertain yourself. I've had people before where I've gone through that stuff, and you, you said you, you, you feel like well, you're not motivated. What do you mean? You're entertaining yourself for 11 hours a day. Are you aware of that? In other words, the feeling is not an analytical thought. They're jumping to conclusions. They're not really kind of making that analysis of that evaluation. Here's another story. I'm coaching this guy. Um, He's in, he's in college. I feel I, I just have to do this. I, I, I feel like I just have to have to do this. What, what do you have to feel? Well, there's a, a video he's got to watch. It's two hours. I feel like I have to do it. Well, what, what do you mean you feel like you have to do it? And I'm like, this guy's having a hard time paying attention to the video for two hours. I'm like, I don't know why you have to. Why don't feel like you have to do it? And I started talking to the guy. I'm like, what do you mean? You, you just hit the transcription. 
you don't have to watch the video. You can read the transcription off of YouTube. And he's like, what? Well, yeah, you didn't stop and think. There's other ways of doing this. You felt like you had to watch the video because it was a feeling of judgment. I'm judging myself. This is the way I'm supposed to do it. But if you actually stop, question your feelings, well, no, I don't have to do it this way. I can do it another way. Like I can actually do the transcriptions. Some of you are probably going, yeah, but no, seriously, you're, you're jumping to conclusions. You're not actually stopping and analytically thinking of alternatives. Tell you what, let's go to break. We'll come back and give you some more examples of how this shows up. While we're on the break, please listen to our um, advertisers because they've got some good stuff. But you also might be thinking, when's the last time you actually questioned your feelings because often they betray you? Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Hope I've got you guys thinking out there. ADHD and feelings. Some of you, I'm sure, are going to argue that a feeling is not a physical manifestation of emotion, blah, blah, blah. Again, this is just how – this is my view of the world. It seems to make some sense to me. Some of you might be going, oh, I, that's great. If I'm helping some of you out there, it's great. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm, I, this is just a lens that I look through um, that I found very helpful, uh, at least in what I've been doing. So um, – Oh, by the way, the, again, the focus really today is to realize you ever question your feelings and to illustrate that feelings are important, but they often betray you. So I'm dealing with an individual, and um, they're, they're dating somebody, and they're getting upset because this person's like wishy-washy or appears to be wishy-washy. And they feel anxiety. They feel frustration in that I can't just be with this person because they're just you know just, just stop the charge. It just feels like danger. This is really not kind of a good person. And they actually kind of like the person. And they were telling me about the scenario, and I was like, let me ask you a question. This person's been working a lot lately, right? You guys have been seeing a lot of each other lately, right? Are the wishy-washy, impulsive side of them really wants to go see you? But the rational one says, no, 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 I need to stay home and get some work done. So they're being torn. Why? Well, because the argument's in the game. They'd actually like to see you. But they know they should do something else. It doesn't feel very good, or actually, if we stop and think about it, it could feel really good. Here's somebody who's actually potentially not going to do something for their own good because they want to see me. Again, perspective of feeling. Question your feelings. Sometimes your feelings actually betray you. This is a situation where the person was actually kind of like going to resist it, like push away. Like I'm not going to say you can't do this anymore and pushing them away because of that feeling. Again, it's thought here betrayed them. Another scenario, I find this one fascinating. This, this happened a number of times in my business where a person has been reluctant to go. One, it was this person was dealing with an issue, and they were trying to solve it. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to go down to the store. I don't want to go down there because I'd feel stupid. What do you mean you feel stupid? 
I don't really know a lot about this thing. I said, well, hang on a second. When you go to a store, there's people in the store, right? They go, yeah. I go, what kind of people do they have? Well, they have like salespeople. I go, okay. It's their job. Well, when you think about it, they're there to answer questions, to help you get an education. Like, if you knew everything, they wouldn't be there. Or students. I worked a lot with people, with students, and like, you know, you have ADA, or working memory impairment. If you're going to ask them questions, well, no, I don't want to feel stupid. What do you mean? Well, you don't want to feel stupid. Are you aware that a teacher's job, they're there because they're there to make learning easier? That's the sole purpose. Like, some of you are probably rolling your eyes. That's their job. They got into the business because they like teaching. They like helping. If doing it on your own was the most efficient means, we wouldn't have teachers. Okay, this is a feeling. Maybe you had a feeling of asking questions in the past in other scenarios, but we were dragging in right here. Again, feelings are starting sometimes betray you here. Sometimes you question, like, hey, I, I, I feel like I – this feels uncomfortable for me to go in because I don't really know what's going on, but realizes that, hey, not that you're stupid, is you, you're struggling with the concept. Maybe override that and actually make this thing happen. Another common thing that I've had is that people um, feel like they should do something. I, one of my favorite stories is I've been coaching this individual for a period of time, and um, one day I walked in, and we'd been working together for a really long period of time, really struggled a lot with emotional self-regulation. Early in the our relationship, he was working on his books. And he feel like he should be able to do it. Now, I'm not going to disclose what this guy feels was, but he's he's like a kind of a consultant in a certain area. He's pretty good at it. And I said, okay, you feel like you should do this. Well, why are you doing it? Well, I feel like I should be able to do it. Well, you probably could do it if you did, if you did it all the time. There's a lot of people who like would like to be able to do what you're doing, but you know, you're good at what you're doing. That's people are good at what they're doing. Why don't you pay them to do what they're good at, and they'll pay you what you're good at. And it hit a chord like, yeah, you know, doctors are doctors. They're, they're, they're good at that. If you're a sales guy, you're good at that. Accountants are good at that. You hire people that are good at it because they can do it overhead. Why should you? You could probably figure it out on your own, but that's all you do. Anyway, finally worked with a guy to, like, to, to let that kind of go. Fast forward, where I'm going is one day we had been working – together for Johnny, like he came in, he committed to do something. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You're going to do this thing that's a repetitive and boring thing every day at work. He said, yeah. I said, why? Because I feel like I should. You're in the mid-40s, right? This task is boring and repetitive and very routine. He said, yeah. I said, when in your life have you ever done anything that was boring, repetitive, and routine? He goes, I can't think of any. I said, why do you think you're going to do it now? Because I feel like I should. Okay, well, you have ADHD. You feel like you should. By the way, this is when I kind of go off. Living with ADHD is like living in a paradox. It's a contradictory statement. If you say, I should do this, and you don't, that's a contradictory statement. This is the difference between knowing something about ADHD and owning it. It's the moment you go, I should do this, but I'm not going to, that you actually can do something different. The beginning, I talked about Tension Talk Radio. I should write a book or blog, but I'm not going to. So I started Tension Talk Radio. Again, in these situations, we have feelings 
that aren't questioned and sometimes create more of a problem for people because it's really kind of impairing and limiting their lives. Tell you what, let's go to a commercial break. We come back, we'll pick it up where we left off. Our secret word tonight is betray, and with that, we'll be right back. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to Attention Talk Radio. Today, I'm trying to get your attention uh, with that simple phrase, have you ever noticed people don't question their feelings? People don't question their feelings. If that's true, do you question your feelings? Interesting, huh? Did the lens that I've offered today of feelings a physical manifestation of an emotion? People with ADHD struggle with emotion self-regulation. I often have clients come to me, I feel, 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 okay, okay, I know you feel that way, but let's kind of look at the facts. I feel ashamed. I feel that I've had people before where they come in, they're emoting, right? I feel, I feel like I can't do this and whatever. And I'll go, well, wait a second. We've talked about this a gazillion times before. When you talk out loud with somebody because you have to collaborate, you get it done 100% of the time. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It feels frustrating when they're in a moment but they don't question their feelings. Like, oh, wait a second. I feel like this is difficult, but I, wait a second. Let me stop and think. I can implement this and actually kind of go forward. So a lot of people with ADHD really, I mean, you start talking to them, they feel a lot. When you feel, 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 I can usually tell that they struggle a lot with emotional self-regulation because they never question it. What I've learned over a period of time is if you can stop and pause and question your feelings, often you can find a really different path because feelings kind of, kind of blind you, kind of obscure what's going on. Now, I'm going to share with a personal experience because I talk to people sometimes about you know, are you really self-aware? It's interesting to me because I thought I was really self-aware a long time ago, but as I've gotten further into this, it's interesting to me. There's been times when people, like, they're thinking about their feelings. Like, oh, they're kind of ruminating on and on about a situation and their feelings. Well, I had a situation that happened about two years ago that I was, um, I was, I was feeling, a really bad feeling, uh, in an interaction with a person. And basically, I, I stepped out and thought, you know, there's really no reason I should be feeling this way. I'm having a, an emotional reaction. And I went to the person and said, you know, I just want, want to tell you, um, 
I'm feeling like really bad. I'm negative. However, I realize that there's no reason I should feel that way. Like I'm, I'm thinking about this logically. And if I'm you, then I'd be sitting like, why are you feeling that way? Yet I do. My point really here is, is that people that are self-aware and really kind of know what's going on is, is, is when you're fixated on your thoughts and their feeling thoughts, their emotional thoughts, then their feeling thoughts and their emotional thoughts. The difference between being self-aware is when you can step out of those emotional thoughts and see that they're emotional thoughts. You still feel it, but you recognize they're not rational. A lot of people with ADHD really, really, really struggle with that a lot. A lot. Questioning your thoughts is not an easy thing to do. But what I've hoped is that through this conversation today with you, that I begin we have to pause and think. Begin to notice your feelings. The question, are they betraying me? Feelings are a survival mechanism. Again, they have their place. They're really, really good. But if you trust your feelings all the time, you're likely going to be misguided. And if you can walk away from today with just that notion of, hmm, maybe my feelings betray me. Maybe I should think about them a little bit. Or maybe I should kind of step out of them. You might find yourself able to see things and recognize things like different, like, oh, that's not a snake. It's just a stick. Oh, I can actually do this a different way. Oh, analytically, I might be more productive than I thought. You might be surprised at what you see. had a lot of success with this, um, with people that kind of lean into it. So with that, we'll kind of pull it together. Um, Again, think about it. Do you ever question your feelings? Maybe try it. Secret word tonight is betrayed. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. 